I often share that life is an iceberg. This is the way I can understand my own life, that we see the things that happen above the surface. So you might say, okay, Corey runs this great company and has these products and this team and it's been doing it for this long. It's probably making great, you know, all this stuff you probably think that's kind of stuff above the surface, but you don't know that there's things going below the surface at all times. Hi, Elevators. Welcome to the WP Elevation Podcast. I'm Coach Christina Romero from the US, and I'm honored today to have Corey Miller from iThemes join me on the podcast and talk about mental health for our WP Elevation Mental Health Awareness. Now he's gonna be sharing his story and some insights into dealing with issues as a freelancer and entrepreneur as you run your own business. So stay with us. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Hey, this episode of the WP Elevation Podcast is brought to you by WP Elevation. Well, more specifically, it's brought to you by a bunch of our happy customers. See, frankly, I feel a little bit awkward telling you how great WP Elevation is because you're probably not going to believe me because WP Elevation is my baby. It's something that we started over three years ago. Of course, now we're a team of, of, of coaches and mentors, and we have hundreds, and by the time you're listening to this, probably thousands of members all over the world. But it still really is something that I'm very passionate about. And, and of course, if you join WP Elevation, we make revenue and we make profit. So it's a little bit awkward if I tell you how great it is because you probably think I'm just trying to sell you on it. And partially I am because I know how beneficial the program is. So what I'd love to do instead is just introduce you to some of our customers. So if you go to wpelevation.com slash the podcast, all one word, you'll be able to hear some of those stories from our customers and hear for yourself how WP Elevation has impacted their business and changed their lives. I hope you enjoy that and I hope you check it out at some point. Right now, let's get back to the podcast. Hey, Elevators, it's Christina Romero here and I'm with Corey Miller from iThemes and the amazing iThemes suite of amazing things. Uh, Corey, why don't you introduce yourself to our Elevators who most likely know who you are. Yeah, thank you. I like that, Elevators. Yeah, uh, yeah like you said, my name is Corey. Uh, started iThemes in 2008 and uh, in 2008, we were just a premium theme company at the time. Um, one of the first couple that entered the WordPress commercial space. And um, now we have a team about nine years later, nine plus years later, we're getting ready to celebrate 10 in January. And that's amazing in, in uh, technology. Uh, but we're doing uh, what we started out doing in 2008 is a fraction, like a very small fraction of what we do today. And primarily today, we're a plugin and software provider for WordPress. And uh, so our hit plugin has been Backup Buddy. We have uh, our two big other core products are um, iTheme Security, which does WordPress security for your site. And the last is iTheme Sync that allows you to manage work, multiple WordPress websites from one dashboard. Yes, I think our audience will be very familiar with your plugins. I use them myself, um, rely on them for all my clients. Yay. Um, awesome. But I, I wanted to say to our audience today, it was, it's really funny because we're interviewing you for our mental health month that we're doing right now in May here of 2017. But that's not originally why I reached out. I reached out to talk to you about, you know, maybe the iTunes training and some of your plugins and all of the, you know, the amazing thing you've built and how you've built it. And then all of a sudden we theme May and then the first name that comes up is is your name because you were bold enough to talk at a word camp about mental health um, and it's gotten tremendous response especially among our community because WP Elevation as a community is filled with people who are freelancers working from home entrepreneurs doing their own business sole decision makers 
And it's a huge topic that just doesn't get discussed. And so for you in the WordPress space to come out and be speaking about that, I thought, my goodness, we already had this podcast book to record. It fits perfectly. So I just wanted to say we're, we can't even we can't even go into all the amazing stuff you talk about on that talk. And we'll post the link so people can can catch up on everything you said there. Uh, maybe I'll just pull out some some highlights that sort of spoke to me uh, that I found you know really touching that I want to dig in a little deeper. If you're up for that, that'd be great. Awesome. I love that you guys are willing to take on the topic. It's not one that's like the uh, the sexy talk, right? The topic is the one about depress, depression, <laughs> divorce, pain, suffering. Those kind of things aren't the happy things. So I applaud you guys for doing this. Yeah, we, we've, we've felt a heart for it for a while because our community is now up to 700 members. And I think a big thing that I'm pushing a lot too is I'm a work from home mom. I've got three small kids. I've got a family. I've got a, a marriage I'm trying to keep, you know, a yeah. happy place. Yep. And it's like, these are real issues we're all struggling with, no matter what depth that we're struggling with them. Um, so one of the things that I thought was really cool was you talked about um, sort of not being responsible for other people's happiness. That's the one that spoke to me really deep because even if, we're, even if we don't have a lot of entrepreneurs in the space here in WP Elevation, still your clients, like you can still feel responsible for your clients' happiness, especially when you're taking care of their websites and you've got Backup Buddy and I theme security on there because you don't want to get it hacked. You want everybody mm -hmm. to be happy, you know? And so, I mean, speak to me about that topic because that was a real breakthrough moment when you were speaking in, in Denver about that. And I, I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, it occurred to me, uh, all, all the stuff that surrounded that talk was the previous five, six years, my journey uh, with mental health and some things that happened in my life, particularly around divorce and depression. And, um, you know, the I am not responsible for your happiness came out of a freeing moment in my own life, my own journey, my own story, where I realized I, I've been a people pleaser for most of my life. I still fight those tendencies. And to have a moment where you go through such struggle and agony and you feel like you've taken on everybody's own happiness on your own and you realize that you're last in line that gets served. Uh, it really came out of that. And it was a freeing moment for me. It was something I said in a team meeting specifically about six years ago. Hey, look, I love you guys. I want to, to take care of you. But like at the end of the day, you're, you're responsible for your own. It's very clear to me that, but it was also, Hey, the, the flip of that is that means it's my responsibility for my own happiness. When I'm not happy, then I've got to do something to change uh, to change that, to figure that out. And so I just feel like it's a freeing belief that um, has captivated my life in some sense. That doesn't mean I don't love and care for other people, but that I am primarily in charge of my own and that other people have to figure that out on, on their own mm -hmm. for themselves. Mm -hmm. And that requires boundaries. Um it requires hard conversations sometimes. Not everybody wants to hear that. You know, they want to say, okay, you have some responsibility in this. I said, well, I have to be, I want to be a good person, but it doesn't mean carrying your emotional baggage, your needs on my shoulders all the time. And I think it's that part of Superman syndrome that we get, Superman or Superwoman uh, syndrome, where we think we're invincible, we can do everything, we can take the world on our shoulders. And it was a freeing moment in my life where I said, I'm never going back. I'm only going forward with this. I'm not going to continue to drag around, carry around all this other baggage that really isn't my own baggage. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of people that we see too are people who are leaving the corporate world to be happy starting their own website development business or leaving something else in order to pursue a passion um, in website design development and consulting and all of that. And so I think we find we get there and then people find there's still issues that they're dealing with. Um, that they're carrying into that. Um, so, I mean, speak to me a little bit about, um, about you know, struggling with depression and struggling with that as a business owner, especially for us, a lot of people who work at home, um, even working with teams when you're responsible for a team. How do you deal with that? What are some coping mechanisms? What are some tools that you, you use to help you get through that? I think entrepreneurship and as well as tech on working remote mm-hmm. Uh, are some of the hardest things, but entrepreneurship itself is one of the top, toughest, loneliest jobs I've ever even heard about. Wouldn't say it's the top, but it is one of the top. Where um, you're not only you know wake up at 2 a.m. thinking about how we're going to get payroll done, did that new project flop, or was it a success? The worries about just team or customers and clients, whatever that is, it's just a it's just a tough job. And so um, over the past couple of years, I've, uh, there's a couple of key things that stick out to me as far as ways to ensure my own mental uh, health and happiness. Um, you know, the thing I probably talk about the most is the people that surround me, and I kind of call them sidekicks. Uh, there's a long stretch of time in our business history where I didn't really have a sidekick, someone I could just lean on, bounce things off of, vent to, those type of things. And I found a couple of people that in my life that are key to like helping offload some of the the burden that we perhaps carry from day to day. Uh, I always start with first is you know your significant other in my case my spouse my wife Lindsay she's my number one partner she's my first partner she's my most essential partner if she doesn't believe in me what we're doing then um, it's going to be a rocky road of success if if we're even able to do that if she's aligned with me. We're together on this, and she knows. Like this weekend, I'm heading to Word Camp Raleigh. I'm going to be out for a couple of days. We've just had a family uh, death and uh, mourned the passing of my brother-in-law. And but if if we weren't there, connected and in line with what we're trying to accomplish together, that'd be a hard call to make, you know. And so um, I always start with number one is um, my spouse, and the second I often mention is my COO, who is my sidekick in business, Matt Danner. Um, I've had him in that role for about five years, and it's been an incredible joy in my life, but also just a comfort and peace to know that I can step away but I, and the business goes just fine. And then I've got a friend got an extremely experienced, uh, capable person to help me lead and manage this team. Um, I talk about uh, for five years now, every month for three hours a month for five years, I've met with a local uh, business group in Oklahoma City called Entrepreneurs Organizations or Oklahoma Chapter, uh, about eight or nine um, men and women that are successful entrepreneurs that have hit the one million sales revenue mark. Uh, come together in a completely confidential way, and that group's been my lifesaver. I'm now in two groups. I'm, I'm in my current group that I've been in for five years, six years now, and I'm starting another one. And that'll be the second one I've started too, because I see the the immense benefits of being able to be surrounded by like-minded people that just want your best and can walk together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last person I talk about is my mentor and you know I've got many mentors I would say over the spectrum but one sticks out related to business is uh, my business mentor business coach 
um, Michael Smith. He's a local guy that uh, has been there, done that way ahead of me in all areas of life, and I love to look look at his life as a model for my own, and he's been an incredible help for me. I think, and then last, I can't not mention this, would be my counselor. So I, t- I tell people openly for six years now, I've had a mental health counselor. His name is Kyle. Uh, I tried to put on my calendar four times a year just to do checkups with him, mm-hmm. checkups or check-ins. Mm-hmm. And then in between when, you know, life happens like this death in the family, we'll consult Kyle and ask how to work through those type, you know, just getting some outside perspective from someone that at Thanksgiving, I don't have to look down the table and say, could you pass the cranberry? Exactly. Right. I love that. And and in your talk, even you had a slide that was about people. You had a, like a saying that everyone repeated. And what was that saying? about people oh so this life support group i I believe the one i've created around myself and i think is replicatable and transferable to most situations is you want people that rush into your life as other people are rushing out of your life now the people that run out of your life self-identify they're not truly your friend uh the ones that rush in are the ones that i pulled as closer as possible to me that I, I that I can just because I know they're they're the ones that ran in and provided the critical help for me at, at perhaps one of my worst times, yeah. and so I know that that's not gonna that's not just a one and done thing. The bad times are just okay. This thing that happened six years ago is not gonna happen. It's that depth of the level, and uh, I want that crisis support team, that yeah. life support team, and those are the people that make up that that team. And I think that's sort of the message, especially is that you need people in your life and you need really good support in your life. And for me as well, it is my husband. And I think the biggest struggle has been communicating what you do to your spouse and then having sort of an accountability with your spouse. So I'm wondering with your wife, you know, what are some of the rules that she that she holds you accountable to or like what are some of the things that she recognizes in you that she'll see you going down a path somewhere and she'll like pull you back like talk to me a little bit about that yes i'm I'm so blessed with the great great spouse and partner uh that probably the biggest thing that she provides for me is uh my blind spots Mm -hmm. just like you said when the accountability factor of um she'll recognize and sense and see maybe even hear that um something's going on and if over, uh, you know, some period of time that whatever's affecting me is is bothering me, she's been really good to just say, "Hey, what would you think about?" in a very delicate, awesome way, because uh, no one likes to be told what to do. Um, maybe it's time to call Kyle, or "Hey, what's going on? Let's sit down and talk this through." We do a lot of day dates because mm-hmm. we have small kids like you do, and so we realized when we uh, had. Uh, not dates at night that we were falling asleep at like eight thirty, nine o'clock in the movie theater, wherever it was. So we do day dates now. Uh, and you know, that constant communication back and forth and just, again, being on the same page too, and then being open for those kinds of talks. She's had some very tough talks with me, mm. you know, when I know I'm in the middle of it, but I'm a curmudgeon and I need a little bit of a gentle push mm-hmm. that might have taken her days or weeks to kind of gently kind of get me to that or sometimes just point blank said I'm worried about you here's the things I'm worried about um 
you know, just continually, we, we use road trips quite a bit to have those in-depth um, conversations that we just kind of need to need uh, have, and then the day dates are supremely helpful. Um, thankfully, she's in the same industry now, mm-hmm. now with me. She works for Liquid Web Hosting, mm-hmm. and um, so now we're able to go to conferences and trips together and kind of spend some time away from, you know, the daily business grind and the family grind. Um, you know, retreats are, I think, are kind of the the broader category maybe that all this falls out of is just making sure we're staying staying connected and then just being like I said just being open to going okay she's going to have to have hard conversation with me and know it's coming from a place of love mm-hmm. and not of uh, criticism right yeah I've seen that a lot I've seen that a lot in our group as well people saying you know my spouse doesn't understand what I do or they're not understanding me working at night or whatever and um, I think that's the key. If you can get to that place in your relationship, that's the key to like the key support. Now you mentioned kids and I'm like, oh, I can't yeah. help not go there. Yeah. Cause like when you have kids, like all you want to do is talk about kids. But I think the yeah. biggest turning point for me was when my kids came and I'm like, well, I have to be happy for my kids because if that they're going to emulate whatever I'm doing, they're going to copy whatever I'm doing. They're going to look to me, you know, and be like, mommy, mm-hmm. why are you so unhappy? And you're making all these sacrifices to, you know, from my case, to work from home or for you to build your own lifestyle, you know, to work so hard to build your own thing. Um, you know, talk to me a little bit about how kids coming into your life changed the landscape for you. I mean, how did it change the landscape in regards to mental health and what are some of the challenges that you've had to face with having kids? Yeah, what a great question. I haven't been asked that, but uh, what a great question. Um, it's absolutely, you know, when we, we got pregnant, all our friends would say, um, it's going to change your life. And I kind of got a little offended at first. I go, what about my life do you think needs to be changed? You know, uh, but really, you know, when our, the birth of our son happened four years ago, uh, it completely changed everything. He, uh, my kids are one of the few people in my life that I will willingly openly change for that. I have to, you know, know I've got to make a change in my life for them. Uh, and I, I do it, uh, you know, with, absolute thankfulness and gratefulness to have them in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things that sticks out is that uh, I've got toddlers, four and two. I don't know how old your, your kiddos are. <laughs> Six, four, and one and a half. So we're, we're oh, in the same world. Wow. You and I are in the same okay, world. Okay, yes, yes. <laughs> Watching the same and shows. And three. I've only got two. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I realized like leading a team and some of the stresses I had at work that I had to truly now try to do this you know, I was already trying to work on this with my wife, but it's not taking that home. Or I realized, like, I might have the CEO hat on mm-hmm. um, at work, mm-hmm. but when I get home, I have to take it off and I have to put on the daddy hat mm-hmm. or the husband and the husband hat. And I think where that really probably fleshed out most, you know, is that I'm used to. I don't. I don't give direct, you know, mean, uh, non-emotional, you know leadership here with the team but I do have a certain you know mentality about being a leader being a CEO and stuff when I go home I have to go okay these these aren't my team this is my child who happens to be four or two who might not know understand everything and some of the frustrations I might have just kind of assumed when I walked out the door of the business and into our home that those don't equate very well and I I realized I was kind of being CEO not in a mean way or just kind of approached it the same way and I realized it's a totally different skill set. It's a totally different hat that I had to put on. Um, now, before we had our child, first child, I went to my group and I said, hey, um, I've never been dead dad before. 
but what is it like to be an entrepreneur and a father or a parent? Got some really good, awesome, awesome um, experience shares from that. And it's helped me kind of think through, okay, I think you can be both. You can do business well. You can do family and fatherhood, motherhood, whatever, well. And uh, it's just another unique challenge. Now, I'm very thankful. I've talked to some entrepreneurs who had kids before they started their business or had kids the very first of our business. Our business was in year five when I had our first kid. So I felt like I told people, I go, iThemes is now in kindergarten under adult supervision. (laughs) Now I can kind of tend a little bit more. Some of those maybe early trying times Mm -hmm. had kind of passed for me. But, uh, you know, the initial just trying to get a business off the ground and then I could focus on give a little bit more energy. I think I could have, you know, when I was year one in this deal uh, to my kids. And I'm I'm very thankful for that. So that's helped a little bit in the balance. Mm -hmm. Now, as you know, those first two years are pretty hard. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just can't imagine how somebody could. I heard stories of entrepreneurs say I had my child and started my quit my job, started my business the same year. And I'm thinking, you are crazy. (laughs) I don't know how you could do that. Well, it's true. It's a challenge. It's a juggling act. And I think it plays a lot into us, you know, you got to put the oxygen mask on yourself sometimes before you put it on the child, just like they say in the airline, you know, and you got to take care of yourself and and like be happy in your business and be happy in yourself, you know, to go home and be able to be like a good parent too. So it's really great what you said about changing hats. Well, this has been such a great conversation, and I please, if there's anything, like what else is on top of mind that you'd love to share, because we're going to be, you know, topping the whole month with mental health and talking about all of these different issues. Is there anything sort of that you'd like to share with the community here um, on the podcast? Anything passing, you know, passing on some knowledge? As part of sharing my own story with um, being diagnosed with the depression, going through divorce, going through the, some of the ups and downs that you do in business and just in life in general. And a common thing kind of hits me, which is emotional resilience. Um, it's what I've been thinking about the past couple of days. Um, I often share that life is an iceberg. This is the way I can understand my own life, that we see the things that happen above the surface. So you might say, okay, Corey runs this great company and has these products and this team and it's been doing it for this long. It's probably making great, you know, all this stuff you probably think that's kind of stuff above the surface, but you don't know that there's things going below the surface at all times. I had a colleague ask me a couple months ago, he said, I know you write a lot about mental health and share your story and stuff. How are things going for you now? Like, mm-hmm. like, hey, is that is this hard part done and never going to come back? And I'm like, every day. Yeah. It's an everyday thing to do this job, um, for me especially. That uh, you know, we just got to pay attention to those things. But I think how important resilience is to an entrepreneur: being able to take on adversity, stress, anxiety, worry, fear, loss, money problems—all those things that we deal with on a regular basis—and um, deal with those in an emotionally healthy way to go through significant triumph and, tra- and tragedy, uh, be able to experience the highs but also know that the lows come and i think every time that low has come and that emotional resilience thing has always made the highs so much sweeter for me mm-hmm. and i just think about the the skill set that is learned of endurance perseverance grit mm-hmm. hard work things that we have to go to but we the the key is to be to bounce back to be better than you were before. And that's the story I want to tell always. Hey, there's going to be highs and there's going to be lows. I want to be better prepared in the future for that. And I think that's why resilience for the entrepreneur is so, so incredibly uh, essential. 
That's such a great message. Thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing that with us. And for everyone listening, we'll have the link to his talk at WordCamp Denver below so you can really get a full scope of his story. But thank you again, Corey, so much for taking your time out and chatting with me on the podcast today. You bet. Thanks for championing the message. Thanks. Thanks so much. I want to thank Corey Miller for joining me on the podcast today. And I want to thank you for tuning in. If you want to know more about Corey Miller's story, the link to his WordCamp Denver talk is underneath this video. And there's links to all the iTheme products as well. So you can get familiar with what iThemes does. Now, thank you for tuning in and join us on the next podcast. Please don't forget to rate and like our podcast so it helps spread the word. You can find us at wplevation.com slash iTunes. Until then, go elevate. <laughs>